Blog Talk Radio. Delicious. 
call me missus Cause I grant all his wishes He calls me missus He call me missus Week, Cause I'm his personal freak We do it three times a week At least he said my beauty Rock my bell because I am a beast Because I am a beast Because I am a beast Alright Alright, welcome to the digital meet and greet I'm some guy named Jay, and for this digital meet and greet, we have Kula Von Seal, uh, whose song you just heard, Mrs. Sandman. So we're going to bring on Mrs. Sandman herself in just a bit. So let's go ahead and bring on the host slash moderator, JT. JT, how you doing? Yo, yo, Jay, what's good, man? Another minute digital meet and greet, another epic, epic episode of the digital meet and greet on deck. Oh, yes, oh, yes, it is, it's definitely going to be great. Yeah, so let's go ahead and bring on Kula Von Seal. Man, hello, 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 good evening. Cool. Hey, Hey, what's wrong? Yes. How y'all feeling? Oh, we feeling great. great. Can you hear me well? Yeah. Yes, we indeed. Can. A lot of energy. Yep. Uh, okay, good, because uh, it's about to be a roller coaster ride, fellas. Get ready. Oh, I'm ready. I just don't want to fall out the ride. Okay, strap on. Strap it. Well, not strap on, but strap in. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, well I'm, I'm going to pass the mic over to JT, but before I do that, I just want to say, for anybody that's streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link or anything like that, and you want to speak to Kula Von Seal, just give us a call at 929-477-3872, and then press 1, and we'll bring you on. If you're streaming from the phone already, that means you've already dialed the number and you're just listening. Just press one, and we'll bring you on. All right? We want to get everybody. We want to talk to everybody, so uh, so definitely be patient. So if somebody's talking a little longer than you expect, I mean, you know, just just hold, hang in there. Don't hang up. <laughs> we'll we'll get to you. All right, JT. Hey, hey, again, welcome to the digital meet and greet. We are definitely honored to have you as a guest tonight. I just want Thank to say, you. Uh, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself to our audience tonight. Just tell them a little snippet about yourself. <clears throat> well, my name is Kula Vancio. I am born and raised in the best state of America, Virginia. So let's just go ahead and give that a clap, round of applause for VA all day. That's where I'm from. I am what you call uh, one of Virginia's. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and clap for the girl. Um, I'm one of Virginia's premier MCs, period. So uh, whatever you feel uh, uh, like the caliber, the requirements of being an MC, that's that's what I embody. Um, so uh, I, I'm in. I'm intrigued to see what the questions are going to be tonight. Um, 
I am a big ball of energy and sarcasm and uh so and funny remarks. So this is gonna be a fun show. I pride myself on women empowerment, not being confused with a feminist. It's a totally different thing. I um I talk a lot about um uplifting females, uplifting women and I, I talk I, I don't know if I could cuss, but I talk a lot of shit. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. what I do. Oh, yeah. You've come to the I right know. platform, man. You make okay, good, good. So I'm about to get loose. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. Yeah, make yourself at home. And uh, I'll say this. Let's get started. Uh, what inspires you to uh, become the, you know, greatest MC? I, I, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not just a state of mind, but a lifestyle. What what, what um, inspires you to get started? Let's talk about that. Well, to to me, there's only one cool of myself, so I can't. It, it's only right for me to be the best when I'm. It's only one me, right? Just like you're the best JT with the deep, sultry, very white voice on the phone. You know what I'm saying? Like that's you. Can't nobody do that. No so it's only right for no you to perfect that and make that great. So with that being said, there's only one cool of myself. There's only one cool of myself from Virginia. So it's only my right to perfect that and be the dopest only cool of my seal, period. Others can try. They will fail miserably. But, you know, I, I implore you to try. It's hard, <laughs> you know. But um, to, to me, being confident, being um, learned, to be uh, well-spoken and researched in your craft, you only have one choice but to be great. Now, if you put a lot of heart, soul, blood, sweat, tears kind of stuff in it. You invest in yourself. Shout out to, John, you know, Jonathan Coleman for hooking a girl up. Um, and that's part of the investment, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's only right for me to be great. It's only right for me to do great things with it and not be selfish. Make sure you uh, spread the wealth, support others. That karma bank will come right back on you, and you'll, you'll t- continue to flourish as you go and help other people. So that's, that's kind of like um, – my mantra, my thing to do is to be great and bring others on at the same time. No doubt. Um, great energy. And I'll ask you this, what um, impact or message do you want, you know what I'm saying, your music to have, like ultimately? Um, because every time, every time you put something down, you know what I'm saying, you're leaving, um, you're leaving and embarking a legacy for other people to build momentum off of. So what is the message that you personally want to spread, um, especially through your music. Speak and cultivate your truth, period. The the whole trying to sound like other people will only, you will only fall flat on your face. The only way you will stand out is being, being totally, truthfully honest with who am I? What do I have to offer? What are my truths? How can I flip these into stories for people to relate and be like, oh, snap, I went through that too. Kula went through that? And she made a song about it. So now I got a related, like homosexual, for instance, is a really true story about me and dating a guy who low-key tried to move on in. And I was like, whoa, pause. What are you doing? And then I was like, other females that I've talked to were like, yeah, I went through that too, girl. And, you know, I'm hearing their stories. We all sitting around a campfire sharing Vietnam flashbacks or whatever. And it was only right for me to be like, I'm not the only one that has gone through this. So let me go ahead and make a song about my truth to influence 
younger ladies, watch out. He might be a homosexual. Calm down. You know, and it's like that generational curse is not being repeated. So, yeah, I'm I'm here to um, empower men and women because, I mean, I talk to the dudes, too, just like I did with Mrs. Sandman. In the chorus, I'm letting the ladies know what I'm willing to do for him. But in the verse, which is a lot longer than the chorus, I'm telling you what he does for me, which is why I'm going to do what those things in the hook. The hook tends to be a little bit more catchy, so that tends to resonate and, and be imprinted in your brain a little bit. But if you listen to the verbiage, it's literally telling you what he does for me. So I'm I'm just an advocate of being truthful and honest to who you are and writing about that. Definitely catching on. I would say, and I would say embedded. You definitely did the thing on that and making sure that you got your point across. Let me ask you this: what's what's the most powerful and dopest thing about performing live? Uh, feeding off of people's energy The look on their face When they listen to the bar And they catch the metaphor Or the simile Or the wordplay And you see it You see the Oh snap You you see the look on their face Like damn You know That bar hit home Or they got the um, message in the bar Even if it went over some people's heads Because it might have been Because sometimes I feel like Maybe I'm too clever and my my wordage, my verbiage, but then when I see a couple of people in the audience get it, then I know it was meant for them. It's not meant for everybody. So I won't be considered one to downplay my strategy and my wordplay because I feel like a majority of people didn't get it. Guess what? It won't for a majority. It was for the major, the, the minimum amount of people that got it. That's who that song was for. So when I perform live and I get those twinkles in people's eyes because they catch it, I live for that. When they start, t- you know, old, when older people in the crowd be like, oh, what, what this little fast-ass little girl going to rap about? And then they hear the track exposed in that Al Green sample. And then they be like, oh, what, what's she going to talk about? And then they hear the song, and now they're a fan because I brought them in. And and I love to see the adversity on their face in the beginning, and then at the end of the show, they living for me. They didn't bought a CD. They didn't bought a merch. You know what I'm saying? How can I follow you? I didn't turned you around to my to you know do my bidding. You my fan now. You know what I'm saying? Those type of little idiosyncrasies when I'm when I'm performing, I I go I live for. I just live for. No doubt. No doubt. So let me ask you this. What do you believe in is the dopest thing about your personality? What stands out that draws people to you, to your brand and to your music? My energy my uh, is magnetic. It's very magnetic. I pull people in with my energy. Even if you didn't like me at first, <laughs> you'd be like, you, you love me now. You either hate me or love me. And nine times out of ten, I tend to get people to, to really rock with me. Um, I'm a very infectious person, um, either when in a good mood or a bad mood. People at my real people job prefer me to be in a good mood because the office is in a good mood. The studio needs me to be in a good headspace because other, ar- other artists behind me come in the booth and be like, damn, who was in here before me? That energy is like crazy. Oh, that was cooler. 
Kula was here before you. They was like, well, damn, I still feel her. She's still here. Mm-hmm. That's what Kula does. And I have a presence about me that I used to be, um, I used to be scared of. Um, I used to be kind of like, um, like apprehensive about my, I guess, I don't know if you want to say power, but I used to be a little apprehensive about my energy. But now I've embraced it and I've cultivated it to the point where I use it for good and not evil. So it's just, that's just who I am. And that's what I really love about myself as an artist. I change people's mood. Well, cool. Let me ask you this. <clears throat> have you been dealing with everything since the pandemic came? And how have you been came, uh, using that creative energy? Well, I haven't been writing, but that's not a bad thing. I've been, I, I wouldn't say I've cut the creative br- part of my brain off. She's, that, that part is still there, but it's more so in thinking of, logo, merch, rebranding. I'm trying I'm in a creative space like that on how to uh, rebrand and re uh restructure my brand because of the COVID. COVID also has given me opportunity to research more. So since I'm in the house and I'm kind of like forced to be still, that inner that um physical energy where I would be out promoting or performing, that energy has been bottled up. And it's like going crazy, so I've channeled it into YouTube researching, licensing, publishing, branding, marketing, patent, trademarks, copyright. I I I bottled it all up into the analytical business aspect that not a lot of artists want to do, but we have to do in order to understand the schematics of the business, so we won't get got. Because somebody can be like, yo, run me $200, and I can be like, have your music all over the place. And, and if you don't know the ins and outs, you you could be like throwing $200 to a person that's doing absolutely nothing but hyping you up, making you think you have radio spins, but no way to track your radio spins or track your uh, playlist plays or your analyticals and stuff. So I made it a point of, okay, I'm quarantined. What do I do? I learn. So that's what I've been doing during the um, quarantine is learning, uh, researching, rebranding, and then um, marketing for the when we open, I'm going to be ready with this show, this show, this show, and this show. So the COVID hasn't been a bad thing for me at all. It's really been a um, quiet blessing. Yeah. I definitely feel you on that. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question before I kick it back to Jay. If you had 10 minutes to have a conversation with anybody, past or present, who would it be and what would you say? Print. And, and I would be like, how you, get, how you own your masters? What you do? What was the steps? And that's our conversation right there. I already know your music. I already know what you do as a person. I don't need to get into, are you bisexual? How was Apollonia in bed or vanity? I don't care. I don't care. That ain't got nothing to do with me. How did you get your masters? What'd you do? And that's the conversation I need to have with Prince. Yeah, that definitely be a lot of wisdom and a dope conversation within itself. Oh, um, oh truly yeah. Because he, 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 get, he left an example of what and how it should be done. Without question. How do I not become a slave to a rake a record company? That's that's what I want to learn from him. 
Indeed, indeed. Uh, some guy named Jay, I kick it to you. Oh, yes. I just want to say that uh, if you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link or anything like that, just give us a call at 929-477-3872 and then press 1. We'll bring you on. Again, that number is 929-477-3872 and then press 1. We'll bring you on. We're talking to Kula Von Seal. And um, if, you, if you've already dialed the number and you're streaming from me, all you have to do is just press 1 and we'll bring you on. I know a lot of people are listening tonight, you know, the, the being quiet, but we do the digital meet and greet so you guys can talk to the artists, so it'll be interactive, you know. So uh, we're not here to talk to just talk to the artists and sit here and talk to ourselves. So definitely join on in and keep the energy going. And I know a lot of y'all like to inbox me and go, "Hey, yo, Jay, uh, could you tell her uh, I make beat?" No, 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 I'm not doing that. You have to call in and introduce yourself to Kulavon Field yourself. <laughs> so, uh, so don't don't be hitting me up and. Sending me links and saying, "Hey, you, you, no, no, do that." All right. Uh, well, JT, we don't have anybody right now on the line. I know some people, you know, you like to call in. Sometimes may call in a little later. Um, but I do want to say, um, Cool Von Seal, it's 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 great working with you. I, I I love your music. It's easy to work with somebody when you actually. Uh, I, I would I say I'm a fan of Cool Von Seal too. You know, and and it makes it easier when you're a fan of the. Other uh, other artists too, and you're working with them, you can really, really push it because you really, it's like it's like a fan pushing it, like oh this is what I think this person should do, or this is what I think yeah, this will work, you know this is what this is what's gonna bring the people in, you know what I mean? So I get excited when I hear your music. I mean you know not I'm not you know I'm not brown nosing, you know what I'm saying just just saying some good <laughs> shit just to be saying I'm I'm being honest, you know I mean you know even if we you know never cross paths like that, and I just heard your stuff, I'd be like yo that's who is this? Who, you hear know I me? Mean? And that's my favorite question to hear after people listen. Yo, who is this? And it's not like, mm, who is this? Like disgusted and disgruntled. That's not the energy. I want to, yo, who is this? I need to know this person right now because I need to be like all on their shit, like like liking and sending and sharing and just being an Uber fan with their song on repeat. Who is this? That's my favorite question to hear after people listen to my song. Yes, yes. And and one of one of the other things I love about your music is you're very uh, you know, seasoned and polished as an MC. You know, uh I mean, you know, like many independent artists, I hate to say it, sometimes they just have an independent sound to them. <laughs> no no if I mean I work with many, you know, I work with many independent artists and that's not to say that their music is whack. I'm not saying whack. But it's like even if it even if it's dope, it just has this this uh, I don't want to say amateur, not amateur, but it's like a it fe- it comes off like Local. I don't know I can't describe I can't put it in the words, but you own it, you own the mic. You it comes you get off on the mic as it, it comes off as it's not going to go, but so far, some people have yeah. a local artist mentality. So mm-hmm. their music is only going to be local. Even if they can't be heard, even like on Spotify, you could be an international artist because your music can be heard all over the world. But, and I learned this from a couple of my Facebook friends, if you say local artist, 
then that's your mindset. You are going to be local. I'm a global artist because I've had people, and, and I'm not bragging, on paper, technically, I've been heard in India, in China, in Russia, in France, in England, and you, and so I am global. Um, technically, you want to look at them numbers? I am global. I'm international. So with an international global mindset, you present yourself differently. You know what I'm saying? You don't feel mm-hmm. like you got to stay. I don't have to stay in VA. I'm just happen to be from VA. I never said I was a VA artist. Like, like that's all it's going to be. I'm from VA. I'm born and raised in VA. But I'm an international indie artist. So that's why when I, the way I move and the, when I put that energy in the music, it's like, nah, she's been here before, you know, kind of thing. So I understand what you're saying when certain artists only sound like they're only going to go a certain level because they haven't embraced that their, their panoramic view yet. Yeah, it's almost like they're spitting like they know like they're just spitting like I'm just doing this. You know what I mean? Like they like you can feel the the heart's not in it, their passion's not in it, you know. Yeah, but then so why waste money getting a social media strategist if you don't feel like you're going to be everywhere you need to be so people can hear you? You have to believe that wholeheartedly before you even invest anything. If you're cool with being like a cute little celebrity in your city or in your neighborhood, then just don't even invest in the social media marketing. Just pop up in the trunk and sell out the car like we used to do back in the day on the corner, you know what I'm saying, and just let people listen to it as you, you know, leave your windows down at Wawa and blast it real loud. But, you know, but if you want to be more, you have to carry yourself as wanting to be more. Oh yes, true indeed, true indeed. You have to, you have to become that in your mind before you become that in real life. You know, exactly. uh, I had a little back and forth with somebody in Blacktopia. They they kept referring to themselves as it was a, another post. They kept saying, "Oh, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke." I'm like, and and then broke is what you gonna stay? You know what I mean? Like like on a Monday Monday post, like you can't if you if you if that's your mindset. I mean, even if you ain't got the money now. Hey, you gotta you gotta kind of fake it till you make it till you be till, till you make you know it. You know, image is everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know how much you don't have. Exactly, exactly. You know, and also uh, a lot of those artists, the ones we talked about, that don't feel the ones that feel like they're just local and it is what it is. A lot of them don't see the value in working with uh, you know guys like myself, PR agents and, and social media strategists or any kind of uh any kind of anybody with a promotional service they they don't i don't know they don't really they they feel that you know if they boys like it or they homegirls is you know sharing it that that's you know it's going to spread organically but nothing sells itself you know you get i mean nothing sells itself now even if the dopest project product in the world still needs to be advertised i mean even McDonald's and Coca-Cola and big corporations, they speak. If, if McDonald's and Coca-Cola stop advertising tomorrow, you're still going to know who they are. But even they, yeah. you know, they still keep them, keep you in their mind. So, I mean, I don't know why artists don't, a lot of artists don't think like that. You know? I mean, it's, it's um, I'm going to be a little vulgar. It's a mindfuck. A constant, constant, repetitious mindfuck to the point where 
I'm I'm going to cool if I feel you to death to the point where you're like, dang, I keep seeing this girl everywhere. Let me just go check her music out and see what the fuss is about. Oh, now I see what the fuss is about, <laughs> you know? Like, mm-hmm. McDonald's is going to run them fries into the ground until you just be like, you know what, let me let me just go try McDonald's fries. And now you hook. So that's exactly. kind of how I am. I'm, I'm McDonald's fries. You hook now, Jonathan. You hook. <laughs> oh yes, indeed. Hey, and I'm gonna do the same thing with my project. I'm I'm gonna be in your face. Hey, that's how people gotta do it. You know, you gotta. I mean, that's how you gotta do it. It pays to advertise. You know, it does. It really does. And it's to the point where if I still want to be organically creative, like I said, I do want to be a little hands on and know everything. But now that I know I've done some of what you're doing then I know what to tell you what I want. No, I don't want that. I want this. I want it over there. I want it this way, and I want it that way. And you'd be like, okay, that's what she wants, and that's how it's going to be. And you don't have to be like, well, like, like baby step me into cool. Do you want this? I don't know. I've never been an I don't know chick. I'm the, I'm the type of chick that knows what she wants to eat. You never got to worry about yeah. me or the rest of them. I already know what I want to eat. So that's kind of how I am. With everything, I know what I want, and and I know the vision because I know how it would represent me, and that's really at the end of the day, that's all I'm worried about. Oh yes, true indeed, true indeed. I will, uh, like I said, for anybody who's listening in on an app or a third party website or a link or anything like that, just give us a call at nine two nine four seven seven three eight seven two. And then press one, and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Kula Von Seal. If you're streaming from your phone already, all you got to do is just press one, and we'll bring you on. All right, let's go ahead and bring on this caller. Caller in the two six seven nine eight seven. You're on the air. Who is this? Peace, peace, and blessings, everyone. It's Nima Shining Star L. Hey guys. Nima, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, good evening. Peace and blessings, Queen. I have a bunch Hi. of questions. Yeah. <laughs> Is that all right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Nima, I want to right. have a call. We have some calls behind you, but hey, just keep it going. Oh. Y'all be patient. We're going to we'll get you. But it's, it's fine, though. It's fine. Okay, well, That's I'm going to be very quick. I'm going to be quick. I want to know first and foremost, because I got on the call a little late, what does your name mean and where does it come from? I hope you guys didn't ask that already because I, I didn't hear it. Okay. So uh, long story long. Kula <laughs> is, um, I, when I was 16, my boyfriend at the time bought me my first Bottles and James premium red wine Oh, Kula. my gosh. <laughs> and I drank two and it was passed out. So his nickname for me was Premium Cooler. Premium Cooler. Ah, you a Premium Cooler. Ah. So here, fast forward time for me to go to college. Now, I'm from a small suburban area in Virginia, predominantly white back in the day. So me going to an HBCU was a bit of a culture shock for me. So my government name was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, because that's the kind of area I grew up in. So Cooler. Went to the HBCU. I reinvented myself to go to an HBCU because I wasn't really around a lot of black people when I grew up. Um, 
it was a little country suburban area, cow tipping and four wheeling and, you know, like that kind of culture growing up. And um, I spelled it different. The spelling was K-U, two dots over the L, I mean, two dots over the U-L-A, right? Um, So, you know, fast forward, guys would be like, yo, you just cool as a bitch, yo, you cool as a bitch. Now, and then it, people really thought Kula was my real name because people would just be like, yo, you're just cool as a bitch. Kula, cool, you so cool. So I took that and kept that nickname that all the guys had given me in college. Um, the Von Seal, though, is my real middle name. Um, wow. It's a family name. My mom is from Stuttgart, Germany. So that's where the Vaughn comes in, that heavy wow. German part. So um, Vaughn Seals, her middle name, my middle name, and my daughter's middle name. So that's a family name. So it was only right to give it to my alter ego, who is now Kula yeah. Von Seal. Yo, yeah. that story in itself could be a book. I love that. that oh, is, girl, I'm working that on is it. <laughs> yeah. That goes to show the creativity and the diversity. Who is you? And I'm listening. I just want to say this, and I'm going to pass the mic, I promise. Listening to this interview, your voice, the richness in your voice, the way you deliver your message, and the way you're keeping it one, as they say, 100, keeping it real, keeping it gully, you sound like you've been in this game for a minute. You sound like a seasoned vet. And I'm old school, okay? I'll be 50 in a couple months. So when I say old school, I'm familiar with old school. And you sound like, you know, like I'm listening to, you know, somebody that has been in the game for a long time that could have easily been on Def Jam Records or Island Records or whatever, and they're giving you some real, you know, some real talk. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm that. definitely, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that from you. And I just want to say continue to grow, continue to do what you do and bless us and Brother Jay, I definitely understand what you mean about people sounding because she definitely, just listen to her voice, she definitely doesn't sound like what you call, and no disrespect to the indie artist or local artist because, you know, people got to start off somewhere. But it's like watching a black and white television and being introduced to color TV or uh, regular one-dimensional television compared to introducing yourself to high-definition you know, 3D. So that's who she is and that's who she represents. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time to come and bless this mic and talk to us. Thank you for all of that right there. And when I tell you he was like, what's the influence? That's the influence right there for women to be like, finally, somebody that's talking yeah, some he- some real, some finally, some intellectual grimy, finally. Ain't nobody talking to us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not like Cardi B talking or Megan talking. They talking to you know them, and that they got that right. right. We had Kim, right. we had Kim and Foxy, yeah. right? Yeah. So that was yeah. only all right. We had our path. We had our passage. You know, we had Kim and Foxy and Eve. You know, before right. there was a right. Cardi and a Megan, but now who's talking to us? Us now, season right, bachelor's degree, master's degree. And entrepreneurs, kids out the house, empty nest. Who's talking to us now? No one. Mm. Until yeah, I came along. 
Now, 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 I'm talking to us because nobody's talking to these kind of women that tell them they look at me and I say, okay, CEO, boss lady, okay, entrepreneur, boss lady, okay, my, okay, degree, doctor, and I'll be like, who's talking to us musically? No one. Okay, well, let Kula come in. I got you. There it is. There it is. I'm going to pass the mic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, yes. I appreciate you more. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, uh, now, Nima, even though we're going to take some more calls, uh, you're welcome if you want to hang back. And uh, I can keep yeah, the mic open if you want to. Okay, good, good. Because you got some more stuff that you want to say. Hey, you're welcome. Okay. You're always welcome to. Uh, Definitely, definitely. All right, let me uh, throw the number back out for the people that's on the app and the link and all that stuff. If you're on an app or a link, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and then press 1. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is just press 1 and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Kula Von Seal. Uh, let's go ahead and take this next caller. Caller in the 678-907. You're in the air. Who is it? Hi, it's Maeve with Streams of Talent. May, how, how you, you doing? doing? Hey. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys doing? Ah, that's one of my favorite months. Hey, May. <laughs> it's not self-like like that month, May, but oh. <laughs> well, how are you guys doing? I love what you guys have going on, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. How's your evening going? Well, it was the first part of my evening was going excellent. And then I got down to the last part of my evening and something tried to stop that excellence, but I had to kick it out the way. So I'm good. I know that's right. I'm back on track. I'm back on track. But I'm so glad to be a part of your show. First of all, I would like for you all to tell me a little bit more about the show. I know Jonathan's been trying to tell me different things, but I would like to hear it from you because I like your flow. I like how – what's your name? Introduce yourself to me. <laughs> I'm Kula Von Seal. <laughs> Kula Von Seal. Okay, yes. then. Well, tell me a little bit about your show, and then maybe you all can ask me some questions about what I have going on. Okay. Well, so this what, is a what, digital meet yeah. and greet with Blacktopia. Okay. So okay. – that dude named Jay and JT invited me to come on for a uh, digital meet and greet. You know, we might not okay. see each other, you know, but, you know, COVID and all that. But it does give us an opportunity, chop it up, listen to some music, touch the background of, of you know, the artists who happen to be me tonight um, about the upcoming music shows and things of they're doing. So you're, I feel so you're an totally... You're an Yes. You're an artist. I'm the artist. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So I feel blessed that these two gentlemen have cultivated the show to give me a platform to kind of talk my junk a little bit and and, and be heard. Wonderful. Wonderful. Great. And you know, and I'm like, I'm admiring you already because you run your mouth like I run mine. A little bit. A little bit. I know I came up on here acting like I wanted to take over. I just run my mouth like that anyway. <laughs> it's natural. But anyway, um, anything you want to ask me before I go off the hinges just talking? Do you want to know anything Man, about where are you me? From? Well, first of all, I'm from a town in Georgia called Savannah, Georgia. 
I've lived okay. in Atlanta. I'm moving back to Atlanta in August. Um, I've lived other places, Macon, born in Robbins, Georgia, when I worked work for Robin Air Force Base. But I'm moving back to Atlanta in August um, because I know it's all for the good for my business. And um, Okay. But I'm, but I'm from Savannah, Georgia. That's where I'm originally from. And um, how I got started with my business, I'll try to keep it in a nutshell because I get carried away and I don't want to be going on and on and on. But how I got started with my business was back in 2015. And believe it or not, I still have many people that are following me since then. But that's when the time when I, I came up with a niche and I was like full throttle, just going with it. You know, and I was just going. It was nothing more important to me than doing what I did on the weekends because I all, all, I'm also a, like a software developer by career. So this was my okay. side business. So I ended up, um, I invested in my business and I bought all my equipment from my job that I earned. So I started out just starting this. I said, I got to get my name out here. I have to get my name out here. And what I, what, what I was aimed at was I see all of the, I used to see all of the, young rappers that just want to be heard and nobody's listening to them and they had no way of letting people listen to them. So my, my determination was to build a platform for them. So I said, now I'm the person that could do something that nobody's doing in the hood, all around going to these guys, putting them on a platform where people could see them because I have the ability to build websites. I have the ability to do videography. This is stuff that costs them money that they don't have. So there's where I'm going to come in at right there to get known and noticed. So I started doing it. I started out really doing it with my my phone. I'll never forget my Galaxy. I started showing up to open mic events, filming them with my Galaxy phone. And it was up since then. I went and bought all my equipment, lighting. I started buying everything, recording equipment, everything. And I just started going full throttle. You know, and then I said, well, okay, I'm not charging. I'm just going from hood to hood. I'm just going to film anybody that wants to be heard. And that's where I started. That's how I got my name out there. But then, you know, I had some things. Life happens to all of us. I had some things that happened in my life, and it made me fall back a little bit. So, and I, and I mean, I fell back a lot, probably for about a whole year and a half. Nobody heard from me. Just a little bit of sharing stuff here and there. But now I'm back on top of it. And I had a death. All right. All of that took place, but now I'm back on top of it. And now, um, now that I know what, what you have going on and what John has going, Jonathan has going on, I have a show that's going to air July first. I'm going to um, share a flyer. Well, he has a flyer. He can share it with you. It's going to be a show. Pretty much doing the same thing that he does. See, that's why I support people because we all we have as a whole. That's how I look at it. You never know who you may meet. You know, when you reach out to other people that are in the same doing the same thing that you're doing. Yes, ma'am. I have Jonathan and so many other people, and I'm not going to do anything but show them love. I had a dude in the studio. They they have um, a, a show called Listen Up Radio. They're doing the same thing that we're doing. They're in the same circle. The same circle. Everybody's in the same circle. But he stopped his show. I was watching. I was watching, and he stopped his show. He said, stop the music. Y'all, I got to give a shout-out to Mainstreams of Talent. She's been supporting. See, that's what we need. We need that motivation and that support from everybody. We do it for each other. We can't do nothing but go rise up, you know? It, it's just no Yeah, there's strength in numbers, man. Strength in numbers. Yeah, I doubt. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But I got this show July 1st. I want to bring you guys on it. 
you will be it's gonna be virtual like we're saying, but we're gonna be able to actually see each other. So I'm gonna need y'all to be looking like y'all gonna be looking. Come on my show. <laughs> you come on my show. We're gonna talk and see. I, I love you already because you like I said, you run your mouth like me. I already could tell when you started talking. We're gonna have live topics. It's not just gonna be where artists get on, play music and critique it. You know, pretty much everybody's doing that. I'm not knocking anybody, but I, I want my show to be a little bigger than that. You know, I want, not I want, I'm going to have entrepreneurs interview, talk about where they're trying to go, where they came from, what they're doing, what they're selling, you know, you know, everything, the whole nine, display their product. If I do them a commercial, the commercial is going to be played. And the artists, their videos, their music. And just everything. I'm going to have A&Rs in the building coming in, sitting there, giving advice to these artists for the mistakes they've made. Hell, I got, I have advice for mistakes I've made that they need to hear. So this is where okay. it's going to go on the matter. Yeah, this is what's going to go on the matter. So that just gives you an idea. Um, so you guys need to send me some pictures. Jonathan sent me one of his artists, but let I guess he could get me your picture. And um, I get it, I'm getting them all on flyers so you can share them and we all get in the loop. And be ready for this July first show. And I am you know, all about future, it. Listen, in the future, you know, this is one. This is like an example of one of the tips. I'm going to be giving millions of tips out to artists, but this is one example I'm going to tell you that I've done this time that I can tell artists it's crazy. I always put something off. I put it off for another day. I could have put this show off till August, till August, December. You know what I said? I'm going to give myself one week. I'm going to get this shit together. Sometimes we have to jump out in the water. No, don't worry about and it. And give yourself a good timeline. Fix it, fix, it, fix it as you go. Don't worry about being positive. I mean, uh, perfect. See, that was my problem for a long time. I always try to be perfect everything. No, get on out there. Because I look at other people's work and look really worse than mine. And I'm like, I'm sitting back here trying to make my work perfect, and they're out there getting views already. What am I doing? So, you know, I just have a lot of good advice for artists just to let them know what I've experienced in the industry, dealing with a lot of people and stuff like that. So just just, hey, just be a part of the show. I'm going to support you guys any way you need me to, and I want you guys to be a part of my show. I'd love to have you be a part of it. I would love to be a part of it as well. Keep me in touch. Um, we'll definitely link up, and um, I'll get with um, with John to get your information so we can co-promote. Co That's fine. It's going to work out. Trust me. That's what I do. All right. That's what I do. Yep. And it was so oh, glad y'all oh, had me on y'all show, show. And go ahead and send oh, me your information so I can start sharing your stuff. I'm talking about sharing your stuff, sharing the hell out of it. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, That's May. Uh, well, definitely, definitely, May, thank you for calling in. We'll definitely, definitely want to have uh, Kula Von Seal on your show, uh, you know, when you kick it off in July. So that's great. I'll definitely okay. uh, put you all together, and um, and I'd like you know, of course, me and JT would love to be a guest on there as well. Uh, so yeah, you will. Well, well, make happen. No doubt. Don't worry. You just make sure you get me those picks over, and uh, we'll we'll discuss that probably tomorrow. I'm working on the flyers right now as we speak. Okay. Good. Good. Definitely. Good. All right. Okay. Uh, well, Thanks for your call. Uh, anything else you want to plug for you? Any, any links you want to plug or anything? Social media? Well, streamsoftalent.com. If you go to streamsoftalent.com, it has everything there. You can get to streamsoftalent.com 
uh, gear. My gear is on there. Um, I have beats that are free that uh, can be downloaded for artists to use. They're free beats. Uh, they're called Savage Squad Beats. They're free for use. Also have an internet radio station. But like I said, all you have to do is go to streamsoftalent.com, and you can link. And all those links are already there. You can just go from one site to the other right from streamsoftalent.com. All right. Thank you, May Edwards. Okay. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, definitely y'all come out. All right. Thank you very much. You guys take care. Good night. Definitely, definitely. All right. Uh, whoever that was, the 336, uh, give us a call back uh, if you're still streaming. Um, we'd love to have you. Uh, if you're if you're on an app or a third party website or a link or anything like that, just if it, just give us a call at nine two nine four seven seven three eight seven two and then press one and we'll bring you on. If you're streaming from your phone already, you've already dialed the number. All you have to do is just press one and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Cool Von Seal on the digital meet and greet. You know. Um, all right, let me uh, let me while we wait for some more people to call it. I know a lot of people are streaming, but you know, um, let me pass the mic over to JT. Yeah, no doubt. Back definitely back in the building. Uh, cool. I want to ask you this: what's what's the coolest thing about VA? Why is VA um, where it's at and where and where, and where you currently are? Um, you know, making everything come out of what's 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 the happenings in VA? What's the coolest thing? Oh, my God, that's a laundry list of what's the coolest thing about VA. Okay, so landscape-wise, you can get all four seasons in VA in one week, to be honest. We got mountains. We got plains. We got beaches. We got grasslands. We got swamps. We got everything in Virginia as far as. You're going to get all seasons. You're going to get beach. You're going to get ma- You're going to get everything in Virginia. Virginia's a beautiful country. Pe- I mean, beautiful state, period. Like, um, like you toward like Charlottesville area, that's the perfect place to go, like during the fall, camping when the leaves turn. That's awesome. Then you got Virginia Beach. You already know it's lit down there. Um, then, of course, you go for, up north to Nova near D.C. It's just like everywhere in in Virginia is is I think I'm biased though because I've lived here all my life. Now when it comes to music, well, location, location, location. That's what they say in real estate, right? Location, location, location. Yeah. Virginia is the end of the north and the start of the south. Okay. So yeah. back in the '80s, you know. When 95 was popping with that traffic, you had up top people come to Virginia and, you know, they was pushing weight, making coins. Virginia was slower than New York, New Jersey, and Philly. So they would come down here and and make all that money. Or you had people from Florida and Georgia make that opposite ride up up 95, and they thought Virginia was uh, movers and shakers. Because further down south, it gets real slow and drawn out. But they were like, nah, we can go to Virginia. Virginia popping. So you can get people from up top thinking there's opportunities. Boom. Eight hours in the, is in the middle. So Virginia is eight hours from up top and eight hours from down south. 
So it was only imperative for the up top and the down, down south to meet right in the middle. To me, Virginia has um, birthed a new sound of music that not a lot of people are aware of. And I call it, that's why I call myself a Southern MC because I'm a Southern Northern person. My dad's family's from Brooklyn. My mom's family's from Alabama. And together, I have ho- I have Southern hospitality with, with up top swag. So I'm a Southerner. And that's what Virginia really is. It's right in the middle. It's prime picking. You got uh, access to the ocean, so that's import-export. You know what I'm saying? You got access to 64, 95, 288, 295. So that's immediate transportation. Anywhere you want to go, Virginia is prime real estate for businesses, real estate, and music. And, um, you know, oh, we got to go to New York. Oh, we got to go to the A. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. But, you know, Atlanta's popping. So what you get is a bunch of people that sound like everybody in Atlanta. New York is popping. So what you go, what you do, you end up getting a lot of people that sound like they're from New York. You don't get that in Virginia. Nobody sounds the same in Virginia. Pharrell doesn't sound the same as Missy, doesn't sound the same as Timbaland, doesn't sound the same as Trey Songz, Chris Brown, Pusha, uh, The Clips. Like all of these people came from Virginia. And none of them sound the same. No doubt. Virginia no doubt. No is prime doubt. real estate. Yes. So let me ask you oh, this. Yes. When we come out of the pandemic, when we come out of the pandemic, <laughs> where do you plan on where do you plan on going and what as far as live events and what's your next steps? Well, because of the pandemic, we've been like forced to do virtual. So now it's in a more controlled environment where I have to think outside of the box digitally of how to be seen. So now, but that's not a bad thing because low-key, I'm saving money on travel. I just got to know where people are that want to see it. But I really I really want to relish in the out-of-state, out of you know, come on, let's pack up. We're going down to, we're going to Jersey this weekend. We're going to Philly this weekend. We're going to South Carolina. We're going to Charlotte this weekend. I, I want to relish in that whole energy aspect of getting in the car, revved up, got your beats, got your songs, you ready to go, you get to the venue, you know, that apprehension, is it going to be a good show? I hope so. Then you see a crowd, and you like, oh, these motherfuckers don't even know me, and I'm about to kill them. And then that's next thing I know, you done made a whole room full of fans that ain't even from your state. No doubt. Oh, yes. Definitely cool. I want, yeah, definitely. I wanted to uh, ask you uh, since we were talking about all the Virginia artists, just to you know follow up question on that. Is there any Virginia like mainstream Virginia artists that you would like to work with, or or have you worked with any of them, or have you opened up for any of them, or anything like that? I've opened up for Slick Rick, <laughs> but nah, he's not for Virginia. Yeah. But I've opened up for Slick Rick, so that was kind of dope. Um, I would like to work with Missy. I uh, I do get um a com I wouldn't say necessarily compared to her because I don't see where I'm anywhere similar to Missy Elliott whatsoever. But I think it's the brown skinned female that happens to rap and happens to be from Virginia. So I think that's really the only thing that um me and Missy Elliott have in common as far as like, you know, 
why people would say, oh, you remind me of Missy Elliott. I don't really think music-wise, like, like um, writing, and as for, I don't sing, you know, um, you know, so I don't really think I, I would put myself in that situation. But as a outside-of-the-box eclectic artist and as a woman, I would love to work with her. Just because I know the visual is going to be dope, the beat's going to be dope, I'm going to write to it, so it's going to be dope. You know what I'm saying? That aspect, I would love to work with Chris. Um, you know, just as long as he don't put his hands on me, we good. Um, who else would I love to work on from Virginia? Uh, Pusha T has a record company, and um, he's, he has... I guess put a couple of people on. I don't. I don't know if they've been directly from Virginia per se. I think they have, but it, I would like with all these prominent people from VA. It's not enough coming back and cultivating where you are from, and that's kind of disheartening because it's like, nah. In order for you to make it from Virginia, you got to leave. But then if you leave and you make it somewhere else, aren't you supposed to bring that back? You know, and that's kind of where I get a little disgruntled with some of the mainstream artists that have come from Virginia. You know, D'Angelo. You know, they don't really bring it back. So, um, yeah. But Missy probably would be the uh, – Missy and Chris Chris Brown would probably be the two that I would like to work with. Oh, yes, true. Okay, okay. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, uh, before I pass the mic back to JT – I want to say if there's anybody streaming from a link or an app or a third-party website and anything like that, uh, you want you have some questions for School of On Seal, School of On Seal, just give us a call at 929-477-3872 and then press 1. Uh, if you're streaming from your phone already, all you have to do is just press 1 and we'll bring you on. All right, uh, JT, uh, give, give you back the mic. All right, cool. We're going back to um, the music aspect of it. And I wanted to know um, uh, the comparisons to Missy. I definitely could be, you know, it could be flattering on that, but it seems like, you know, you have a style, you know, all your own. So, I mean, you know, what you're doing in, in, is, is is leaving a legacy and an impact all your own. So, you know, comparisons are nice, but I'll say this, the music that you're creating and what you're putting out there, you're blazing the path all your own. So let me ask you about the women empowerment. Um, how important is it to be, you know what I'm saying, to put that message out there? And what do we need to do in order to keep, you know what I'm saying, keep the message out there and keep it going, um, you know, and uplifting, you know what I'm saying, our women? Um, it's a matter of listening. Unfortunately, men, when we vent, men want to fix it, Right? Ah, people like my job pissing me off. Da, da, da. You know, and I do this too. I just did it to my homegirl Friday Love the other day. And she was like, bitch, I did not need you to listen. I mean, I did not need you to fix it. I needed you to listen. And I was like, Ugh, that's, you know, that's a little bit of my masculine energy coming out. Um, it's more of a listening thing because when, when, um, when we talk about our top 10, how often is a woman put in that top 10? You know, top ten oh, yeah. MCs. Do you ever think of a, a female when you think of your top ten? Really, no. really, when really, if I ever heard a female in I, in I think, any top ten, 
I but, know, I've seen Lauren Hill's name come up in top tens. Yes. So well, to me, on, the only men that may yeah. mention Lauren in their top ten or um, somebody like uh, you know uh, Jean Grey in their top, you know, they they are students like hardcore students of hip hop. They don't care who the MC is. They just love lyrical content, you know. Um, Rhapsody, another woman that should be missing in top tens, but she's not, okay. And, and we all know there's, there's sexism in hip-hop, hardcore. There's a lot of isms in hip-hop. Um, coming to the stage, a dope female MC. I got titties. You can tell I'm a female. You don't need to say that. I'm okay with you just calling me an MC. Everything else will speak for itself when I rhyme. But coming to the stage, the dopest male MC, you will never hear that. Yeah, Why? you're right. Why? You, you know, you call me a female, so should I call him a male? Why do I have to? Why well, does my gender have to be announced when I come to the stage? Just announce my name. That's it. That's all I need. That's all I need. But it's like I got to put the female on it for you to put me in a different category lyrically. Why? I'm going to eat you up alive either way. So you don't mm-hmm. have to be, oh, she's good for a female. No, I'm good. Period. You know what I'm saying? So when you say, oh, Jonathan Coleman, the best uh, light, lighter lighter complected brother that's doing promo, why? Okay, is he good for a light skin brother? No, you're good. Period. No, you know, you don't need to like physically describe the person that's coming to the stage. Just, just say my name, and I'll handle everything else. So as women, we just we want to be heard, but we ain't gotta fix it. We we kind of know what we need to do, and but we get frustrated. And and as as our men, brother, homie, man, whatever, manager, promoter. You you need to be like okay I need to listen to her because I need to to hear what she's upset about and I'm a I'm a and you know and when she's ready she's gonna be like okay I need your help but because you listen to see what I'm frustrated about you're halfway there of knowing what I need to be done um when I say it's time to fix it then be Johnny on the motherfucking spot you know what I'm saying but right when we are venting that's not the time to fix it. I don't need you to fix it. And a lot of men do that with women because we are supposed to be the damsels in distress. And when we get in our heightened emotional vent, men see that as an SOS. Like, oh, I got to come to her rescue. And, and, And we're capable of saying, I need your help on this. And that's when we need you to be ready. You know what I'm saying? Be ready when I need you. And it's weird because it's like, I want to help you when I want to help you. And that's kind of um, sometimes there's like missing ships, you know, that way. Um, so that's kind of what we even need from the male kind of parts in business, in promo, in friendships, in everything. That when we have a male counterpart, know when to listen and when to act, and know when to act on my behalf, not what you think you should do, what you know is going to be right for me. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you, you know, you listened and you took heed to those little context clues. Yeah, um, and, and your answer was powerful. 
and it leads me directly into my next question for you, is what is your feeling of that special individual that we have up in Washington, D.C., who continues to prove the point of why we have to continue to keep the balance of not just uplifting, you know, our women, but our culture and our environment as a whole. What are your thoughts as far as I, I can't, uh, the human being that um, is in the White House right now? And, and the, how important um, is it to you? How important is it hmm. in your mind that we all get out and vote in November? The orange entity that happens to be in that White House um, is an ultimate joke. Um, he has managed to get away with so many things other presidents would not be able to get away with. And it baffles me on the amount of tomfoolery he's been able to, to get away with. Um, the, the the way he treats women, ogles women, kind of treats them as inanimate objects, you know, just the way he ogles his daughter and stuff, it creeps me out. He's he's a huge creep. Um, the empowerment of our community is vital. It's not even more so vital just to get him out. It's vital for us. Um, the African-American slash black community is in major PTSD and uh, I don't know if we realize we have Stockholm Syndrome. Like the whole community has Stockholm Syndrome, like a rape victim, right? So once the rape victim has been, uh, you know, gone to that doctor and she's been checked out or whatever, whatever, she's still got the mental, emotional, spiritual scarring or whatever. And I feel like that's what um, – and she tends to uh, be not attracted but tend to navigate to her – um, person that held their captive, right? So that's our whole community. It's the Stockholm Syndrome where we feel like, um, and we almost got out of it. Like, and they saw us getting out of it with Black Wall Street segregation. Probably was the better thing for us at the time. But as they were seeing what we were doing during segregation, they were like, "Hold up, they making money. They're they're collectively doing things in their community and making it better, and they're progressing and making it money. So here comes here comes integration. Because now, like, in order for us to get some of that, we got to integrate with them. I think what's better off us being left alone, you know. Um, I think that should be part of our reparations. Just give us a nice old half a chunk of the count of the country and just leave us alone. And but again. We we felt victim to our PTSD twice, for you know the beginning with slavery coming out of that, you know then segregation and then trying to flourish. Then here comes Black Wall Street where they just deliberately bombed the shit out of us because we were doing well. Then we got to climb out of that. Here's the other PTSD part of our community: crack, the uh, you know the feminism movement where. White women were like, no, black ladies, come over here. Then the Black Panther movement was like, the kings were like, nah, black lady, come stay with the family. And as a double minority like that, as a woman and a person of, you know, in the black community, you're in the middle like, I want my woman rights. I want to vote. I want equal pay. But I need to be part of my community because low-key, I'm the backbone. And then what do you do in this situation where you have to choose? The men don't. The men don't realize it because they don't have to choose. They're men, 
and they could cultivate their own testosterone entity in our black community. But you're not a uh, you're not a part of a community that can't vote. You're not a part of a community that's not getting paid that one dollar that you're getting paid. I'm getting paid sixty three cents on that one dollar. You know what I'm saying? You're not a part of that community that has the right to her body. Like so it's like hard for a, a black men to understand that double sided um conundrum that women had in the sixties. When we had to figure out, am I feminist or am I going to be with my community? And that was tough. And then here you go, here's, okay, so that wasn't enough to divide us. Here comes crack. There's so many entities of PTSD in our community, we can't even heal because another one keeps coming, like after wave after wave after wave. So before we build and cultivate, like, like we need to sit still and, and and embrace the fact we're we're mentally damaged, and anybody that you know is mentally going through hurt and illness or whatever. What's the first thing you tell them? You, know, you might need to go talk to somebody. You might need to go heal before you get in another relationship. You might need to go heal before you try another business venture. You might need to go heal before you trust another uh, producer A and R. You might need to research and learn. So this is that's the stage we're in now where we're understanding because of those waves of violence and brutality and things, we're at a point where it's like now it's time to heal and, and take accountability. Now it's time to um, not worry about their grass over there. Let me look at these dirty, splotchy patches of my own grass and be like, I can't be 100% of a protester if my kids are lacking. So... Part of my protest starts at home. Oh, how come you ain't go protest? Nigga, I'm talking to my kids. That's where it starts. <laughs> Leave me alone. Don't worry about what I'm doing. I'm starting it on the front line at home. Get out my face. You don't need to know my every move. And that's another thing. You know, the looky lose. You know, we we loud. We want to see what, what everybody else is doing and not take accountability of what we need to be doing just inwardly, and then at home, then in the neighborhood then outward in the community as a whole. You know, we want to be out in the community as a whole, but we still haven't worked on self. So this, these are the kind of things I feel like to empower us. Like, old boy in the White House, he ain't going to be there long. It's just who's next? Who's the next buffoon that we got to deal with and complain via memes and gifts? You know, who's the next person that we're going to be doing that, you know? I'm more concerned about the inward movement that our community has to do in order for it to reflect and beam out in the in the streets. That's that's what I'm more concerned about. Yeah, definitely a lot of facts, mm-hmm. a lot of wisdom, a lot of gems dropped in that particular statement, uh, for sure. And uh, people heed, you know what I'm saying, what was just said, because there's a lot of truths and a lot of facts in there. Uh, some guy named Jay, I'm kicking to you. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, like I said, like I always say, if you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link or anything like that, just give us a call at 929-477-3872 and then press 1. We'll bring you on. If you're streaming from your phone already, just press 1. We'll bring you on. I know a lot of y'all are talking and commenting on the messages and things like that. That's cool. I'm glad you guys are listening. But, you know, also let's keep the energy going, too. Call up. 
You know, we don't just do it for us. You know, we do it for, you know, it, it, hey, it's, it's for everybody. So, you know, definitely call in to the show. Talk to Kula Von Seal. Um, you know, and, and like I said, if you stream and press one, because I know some people, y'all be streaming and then y'all inbox me the, the, the next day. Like, I was on. I didn't, yeah, yeah, press, I didn't, I didn't know press one, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, I got to do that. Um, uh, Kula Von Seal, I got some questions, too. Uh, more geared toward the, you know, yourself as an artist. Um, I was thinking of one of the things, uh, her, her, Thursday, Thursday, or Thursday, Thursday? Thursday, uh, Thursday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Her, yeah, Thursday, Thursday. I, I don't I don't see that anymore. Am I missing it, or, or do you, are you you're not? What, what's up oh, with that? It's two things. Thursday, Thursday started off me showcasing uh, my uh, writing skills, spitting skills once a week, right? So I take a Jack B jacket and, and spit to it, and then I would, you know, record myself, and I would put it out every Thursday. That was like three years ago. I would do that every Thursday. So now it's got to a point where those videos catapulted me to a point where people were so used to seeing them, they were like, yo, she can spit. And then that got everybody's attention to kind of be like, okay, what can you do original now? So now I got your attention on what I could do on other people's beats and make them my own. So now we want to hear what you can do on original tracks. I'm glad you said that. Got this EP coming out, blah, 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 blah. And then it challenged me to do music reviews. So then the Thursday, Thursday Indie Artist Showcase came to uh, fruition where, you know, I was seeing, and this was the beginning of the indie artist music review shows. Now, like, people's grandma, that music review shows. So now it's like, okay, I was a part of that. And it made me, uh, it was more so of a supportive networking thing, but not definitely something I wanted to do all the time. Because I get bored quick. I get real, I'd be like, squirrel. Oh, I want to do something else. You know, I want to do a YouTube channel. I want to do a YouTube series. I want to act. I want to come be a comedian. I want to write. I want to be an entertainer. And my attention span is really, really short. So I do the Thursday Thursdays kind of now when I feel like it. <laughs> because now that I'm I'm busier with other stuff, I really don't have the time to be in it like I, I want to because now it's like, oh, can you host this open mic? Oh, can you come over here and do this fashion show? Or can you, you know, help me with this uh, music festival that's coming up next month? So it's like, damn, I don't have the option of taking it back three years ago and sitting down with a old school JB and writing it and writing to it and then memorizing it and spitting it. Those things three years ago has catapulted me into a something bigger than you know, Jack and Beats. But when I feel, like, nostalgic, I'll do... I I put, like, two up today, but they were, like, old-school joints, like, digging in the crates type of thing, and I kind of wanted people to see what I can still do, but now I want them to see what I could do over my own beats that I purchased, that I build a rapport with a producer to, like, get a sound and be like, now, this is a cooler beat. This is a cooler sound. I'd rather hear what she can do originally over what she can do on a Kanye beat. Uh, now, what type of beats bring out the best in what you do? 
the the ones that touch my soul. <laughs> they just gotta be, and it, it could be different. It's not. I'm not a hardcore like I can only rap to boom bap beats. I rap to trap beats, boom bap, uh, it, funk. Like it, I, it just has to hit me. And usually when I hear a beat, it's because I can visually see the video. So, so like like homosexual. I heard the beat and it was kind of light and playful. And then I, when I was freestyling over in the car, I was making fun of my homegirl. And I was like, I think you got a homosexual bitch. And I was like, he might be a homosexual. And it just happened that the beat was playing. And I was like, oh, there it is. Boom. And that's where homosexual comes from. So it just has to be the beat just has to grab me. I can visualize the video, and then the wordplay is kind of like the narrative. That's that's my writing process. I don't normally write, then try to find a beat. I find a beat, and then I write to it. That way I know how to ride it and, and sit in the pockets and stuff. It's, it's only been one song that I wrote before I found a beat, and that was Get the Bag. And that was hard for me because I had to go back and take words out to make it fit as opposed to making it fit on the beat already. Ah, okay, okay. Definitely, definitely, yeah, because I'm glad you uh, you cleared that up. Uh, now, uh, let me ask you, what, what's, uh, what is Shady Boots? Shady Boots is my artist. Can you feel my smile through the phone? <laughs> oh, yeah. I Shady Boots is my music family. Um, a couple of years back, before I even knew who they were in the audience, Friday Love and Tayshawn were in the audience, and we were all competing at this, at this um, gong show uh, that was hosted by a radio personality at Virginia State. Shout out to Doug Evans uh, for Soul Logistic Radio. He hosted this gong show contest, and whoever won opened up for Slick Rick. I did not know Friday and Tayshawn at that time, but they were there, and they competed, and I, I, I won. And um, years later, I run across them again at, at open mics, Carry 100, Mama Michelle's, places like that. And I became such a fan. When I heard Tayshawn sing, I was like, yo, this dude is crazy. Same for Friday. I was like, when she did Etta James in Spanish and for the first time, I lost it. I lost it when she did At Last in Spanish. Um, and the same for Tasha Nicole. Um, seeing them at open mics and different events, and then they hear me, and they're like, yo, we like you. And I'm like, I like you. You know, and then I guess we, the more we saw each other, the more we vibed off each other's individual talent. Here comes the last of the, the Shady Boots puzzle is Demi, Demi Power, who's the poet. To hear Demi spoken word is 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 beautifully catastrophic. You know what I'm saying? Like, her words just, it hits you hard. You know, she's kind of like the little Kim of spoken word because she's aggressively raw, but it makes such a profound point where you like, I don't even care how much you cussed in a song. You just, you, you bought light to what I needed. So, um, 
And then we all, like, was like, why don't we just perform together? Like, there's you, there's strength in numbers, right? So now, as opposed to one artist trying to be heard, it's five different artists co-promoting each other, and now I've grabbed, it, I've grabbed his fans, he's grabbed mine, she's grabbed mine, I've grabbed hers, and now they're Shady Boots fans. So now we like, let's run with the momentum. We are our own group entity. As a group, we are Shady Boots, and we um, highlight each other's individuality as artists. Ah, okay, okay. Definitely, definitely. Definitely shout now out to still, Shady Boots. We, yeah, shout out to Tasha, Demi, Tayshawn, Friday, and of course, I mean, we all shine individually, but it's like Voltron kind of thing when we come together. It's definitely uh, a, a strong presence. Oh, yes, true indeed, true indeed. Uh, yeah, uh, dang, I've got so many, plus you're answering questions on top of questions, too. Uh, well, let's see if we got any uh, listeners that got any questions, too. Uh, if you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link, anything like that, give us a call, 929 929- Four seven seven three eight seven two, and then press one. It will bring you on. We're talking to Kula Von Field. If you're already streaming from your phone, all you have to do is just press one. Just press one, and we'll bring you on. So you could uh, ask Kula Von Field some questions yourself. No matter, it don't matter if you, we already asked it or whatever. Just ask what you're going to ask. You know. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and take this caller. Caller in the seven one three eight one five. You're on the air. Who is this? Peace and blessings. This is Slate Stone, C9 Radio. Slate Stone, how you doing? I'm blessed. How y'all doing, man? How I'm y'all doing, doing what? Slate Stone. Feel I'm good. doing well. It's great to be uh, speaking to you again, man, after all these years. Yes, sir. <laughs> Been a while, man. Definitely. I'm blessed. I appreciate the invite to your show, man. Uh, Kula and uh, your co-host, man. Salute to y'all for what y'all are doing, man. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, and uh, and y'all know you got you know you got the Phenom Radio. You could uh, definitely. Hey, well, hey, I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna just pass the mic to you. You you tell her everything. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, uh, without taking too much, salute to you all. Uh, once again, all the listeners. Um, Phenom Radio is the most versatile hip hop station in the world where we take the power of the industry and put it in the hands of the independent. And we've been streaming online, doing this online radio thing. Uh, we transitioned from uh, FM uh, terrestrial to uh, online back in 09. So it's been over a decade. And uh, we're powered by the 1000 Network. And uh, that's just a global media network group, you know, of a collective people such as J. Cole, Jonathan Coleman and, uh, you know, everybody in between that does this entertainment, music, and other industries outside of music, uh, all in one network uh, that's media-based. So, uh, you know, uh, I appreciate y'all having us on, and without going on and on, I I called in uh, to check out a little bit, but also we want to know how we can get that music uh, from Kula uh, put in rotation. So, Um, Say less. Say less. I'll sing you the song. Well, tell me what you want. How many? <laughs> That's all you got to let me know. <laughs> what kind of genre? Uh, can I cuss? Can I not cuss? Talk, talk to me. Uh, yeah, being the most versatile, you can 
we we play raw, we play unedited, clean. I definitely want uh, your clean and dirty because uh, we also have thousands of DJs and stations in there that, you know, cater to the clean and, you know, can spin at places, but it need to be clean. So definitely send me your uh, best, your top three records or your top single that you're pushing if you got all three versions, clean, dirty, and instrumental. But uh, because you tied in with J. Cole, we've been rocking with him for years. Uh, you can send me your top five, and I'll put them in rotation, like, and they'll stay. They'll have a home. Like, we're streaming 24-7, and we have been, like I said, over a decade. So we don't pull them out of rotation unless the artists act up. And we've only had very few artists, you know, act up down the line. And that was just because, you know, some other stuff. It wasn't nothing on us. And so, but everybody well, that goes in rotation stays in rotation, so. Well, I'm, everything that's on any of my uh, music platforms that's already, like, protected and, um, you know, as far as media base and, and and sound song trust and all that, everything that's covered that I'm making a little, little coin off of, I would definitely send that to you so I can cash it on the mechanicals, the royalties. I will make sure I give you all clean and edit because uh, most of my songs are clean, though, because I, I have a mindset of I, if I want radio play, then I got to make it easy for the, for the radio to play it. But it still comes across as yo, she, yo, yo, you, you, you go here. I'd be like, you know, I ain't cuss right. They'd be like, you ain't cuss? Not at all. I didn't cuss at all in that song. It sounded like you cuss. I said no, but I didn't. So that's usually my uh, strategy is to make it sound like I, I went in when I didn't, and that way I know I'm guaranteed that radio spin. But so I'll definitely uh, send you music. I have no problem with doing that. That makes me giggle. No, no doubt. Well, we definitely appreciate that. And if I could say anything without taking too much time, uh, for the listeners and other artists that are listening, uh, she just dropped a jewel saying that she has her music prepared, one, you know what I mean, different versions, because it could be played in atmospheres of children or places uh, such as radio or, you know, that only cater to clean music. And then she also dropped another jewel about her mechanicals having her business and her paperwork in line for Sound Exchange, BMI Publishing. So uh, you're on the right track. Like I said, definitely send us the music and artists if you're listening, plug in with people like Jay Coleman and his show and his host and uh, listen to Kula and take the jewels that she just dropped and, and utilize those because it's definitely important. So salute to you and we appreciate it. We're looking forward to the music. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging yeah. my tedious nights up on YouTube trying to learn shit. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. yeah, do the due diligence. It pays off in the end. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Definitely. Thank you. Definitely, Slate Stone. And uh, that's you. We gotta, I got to get you on some, uh, some of the platforms too, Slate, and have you talk about the radio show. And, and uh, hey, if, uh, if you have any uh, spots where Kuma can do an interview, that will be great too. No doubt, man. Well, you got my number on the board now, so that's my uh, personal. So just lock me in and hit me up. Uh, we can make that happen, man, and we can uh, run her through the machine, man, and, and see if it, it, it benefits her brand and benefits her uh, career, man. And we can also work yeah, man, with your, will, your show and your podcast also. I would definitely um, yeah. co-push your brand as well. Um, like I said, if, if, if I know a lot of um, – ready hip-hop artists coming from VA. So just be uh, 
ready for that plug wave of indie artists coming out of VA that I might be like, hey, you know, they, these people need you. Make sure your stuff is ready and they'll play it. So I must, I'm going to send some people your way. No doubt. Uh, we appreciate that. Definitely get us yours. And then what, whatever, however we benefit you, you'll be able to give them that, that testimonial of how we were able to uh, assist you and your legacy with your music. So, you know, that's what it is, man, indie advancement. Thank you. Thank yes, you. true indeed. Thank no you, doubt. Slate Stone. What's your co-host name? Uh, what's your co-host name before we get off? Uh, oh, JT, man. Uh, salute to you, JT. JT. I apologize for. Uh, uh, no, I apologize no, for uh, not. Yeah, JT, yeah, yeah. Cut, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you gonna know yeah, about sure. you talking? We all. Are... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's oh, I know because of the voice. I'm waiting for him to say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Salute to y'all once good, again, Cooler, JT, J. Cole, uh, Coleman, man. Y'all hold it down, man. I appreciate y'all, and uh, definitely get us that music, man. Hit me on the line, man. Y'all be safe. Definitely, right, true indeed. Definitely, thank you. All right, man. Peace and blessings, man. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you for that. Uh, let's definitely keep the calls going. Cool Von Seal, she's she ready to talk to y'all. Uh, so, uh, like I said, if you're streaming from something, give us a call at 929-477-3872, and then press 1, and we'll bring you on. Uh, if you've already streamed from the phone, if you're already streaming from your phone, all you got to do is just press 1, and we'll bring you on. And, uh, you know, Cool Von Seal is... is Looking forward to answering your questions. Uh, DJs, you know, if you want some drops, I'm sure Kuba Von Seal will do some drops for you. Uh, you know, any promoters that's looking to book after the COVID pandemic, definitely get her. Kuba Von Seal rock the crowd, stage presence, performance, everything is dope. Like I said, I, I say Kuba Von Seal is one of my favorite independent female MCs. I say she's one of my favorite MCs. You know, let's take the female independent all the favorite MC, one of my favorite MCs. You know, hands down. Um, and speaking of favorite MCs, Kula, uh, who are who are your? Uh, I know you talked about MCs. You you know, that's in Virginia that you respect and things like that. But who, who's in your uh, on your Mount Rushmore? Ah, uh, ah, uh, this is a very loaded question. Um, I get a lot of flack for my my goat. My goat is Eminem. And uh Eminem, Most Def, Kanye, Biggie, Lauren, T I, Redman, uh those. those those are my go you know, my go to's when I talk about top ten. But my M C my God M C would be Eminem. And I get a lot of uh, slack in the hip-hop groups when they're like, really, the white boy? And I'm like, yeah, the white boy is the best MC ever, in my opinion. That, uh, and again, that's my goal. Huh? Yeah, I, 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 I think I've seen it. I was, I was lurking in one of them hip-hop groups. I've seen you going back and forth with some people <laughs> in one of the groups by Eminem. Um, and, and it's funny you said that about the MCs you pick. Uh, for the most part, a lot of those MCs, uh, especially like Eminem is, is older stuff, and uh, and even Redman to the to this day, 
they have a little humor in their when they spitting. You know, they're going hard. Ti, Red Man, they funny as hell. Yeah, yeah. Real snarky yeah. and witty. Yes, and that that's what that's one of the things that, that's why you're one of my favorite because you you put me in the mind of the people you just said, you know? Uh like a red man, like you like a female version of a red man almost. No, you know, no disrespect by putting the female no. in front of it. You just you know No, because I feel <laughs> like if Lauren Hill, Rod Digger, Red Man, Kanye and Eminem had an orgy and they created a kid, I think that would be me. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. And Rod Digger. Rod Digger. Shout out to her too. I know she doesn't really, you know, her name isn't really brought up in the conversations like that. But she's always been dope. Uh, you know. Um, and I, and I think a lot. Like I think a lot of people are just piggybacking off of what Lord Jamar said, and plus what we're going through as black people. I think we just don't want to acknowledge Eminem the way. You know that I mean, but as a lyricist, I mean Eminem is is unfuckwittable. Depending on, you know what you what you're looking for in the MC. You know what I mean? Well, see, then here comes my counter argument with people like Miss Jamal when she talks about yeah, because I think that's some bitch shit when you try to go for another MC's throat like that because your career is like petrified wood died out. And you need to make yourself relevant for trying to come from um, someone that you feel like is not uh, a part of the culture. And I'm thinking, well, how is he not a part of the culture when we know the five elements, the elements of hip-hop he possesses? The b-boying, the hip-hop, the MCing, the graffiti, the culture, the poverty lifestyle. He grew up in the trailer park. You can't get no more project than the trailer park. Half of these rappers out now grew up in motherfucking cul-de-sacs. Talking about mm-hmm. killing this and killing that when they drink Capri Suns. Just only thing you killed was the straw through the hole. And it's like, <laughs> you can't sit here and talk about how he grew, he grew up this way. He grew up with rock. And she grew up with hip hop. I can understand that. Well, I, don't, I can't relate. I can't relate. I can relate to Eminem on so many other levels that I find it hard that black men can't relate. Well, the way he talk about his mama. Okay, right. Most black men have a very doting relationship with their mothers, where they can't envision them not getting along with their moms or whatever. But we all know there's some mom hurt in the black community with black men. Indeed. I don't want to hear it. There is. Indeed. The baby the baby mama relationship he has, I, I don't understand why black men couldn't relate to that because Kim was a crazy baby mama. So, again, I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out what black men say I can't relate. I'm trying to figure out how, Sway, how. But then I can see how I can relate because I've dreamt about killing my baby daddies once or 18 times. I never acted on it, but M hasn't acted on it either. But he's that's his expression. That was his truth. She pissed me off so bad I wanted to drive this broad off a pier and kill us both. That's his mm-hmm. expression. That was his truth. Just because you may not relate to it, but don't don't make me seem like you not wanted to punch your baby mom in the face once or twice. So again, relatability. 
I can also relate to him as a minority because when he gets introduced, he's the white boy, not just the MC, the white boy. His description proceeds what he's going to bring, just like my description, the female, precedes what I'm going to bring. So now when you say the white boy, so now it's like the cloak over him is like, oh, he, he good for a white boy. No, he's good, period. Oh, she good for a chick. No, I'm good, period. So I can relate to M on so many different levels that he's my GOAT. And if you just break down the similarities, he he's a part of the culture. And I, 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 I get called Uncle Tom, which really isn't a diss. If you technically go back and read about it, Uncle Tom was that dude. Sambo is the diss. So when people tell me, call me Uncle Tom, I laugh because they don't even know their culture. And probably know. And, and guess what? M never called me a bitch. M never called me mm-hmm. out my name as a black woman. So, yeah, I'm going to stand firm on making sure M knows that he's my favorite rapper of all time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And there's, I mean, you know, I know you said, you know, black men can't, but it's it's a lot of black male stands. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, got, he has a lot of black, uh, he has a good, I, I think, you know, Lord Jamar and the people that, you know, feel the way he feels, their voice was just kind of prevalent at a certain time period, but it's, Eminem has mad black male uh, followers too. You know what I mean? You know, I guess they weren't. You know what I mean? Because uh, I, I, I he's, he's, you know, I say he's one of the best too. Um, the Marshall Mathers LP is a classic in my eyes. Yep. And uh, the Slim Shady LP, I, I love that record because he was, it was so, like, I, it was so comical. I love, I loved. It was like a breath of fresh air at the time it came out. And it was just—he was so funny. It was so—I I, love—I love like the MCs like Red Man, Eminem. You know, they—they they got the funny, humorous, but it's not silly though. They still get their point across. They still carry a masculine energy when they spit, but it's still—you know—it's funny too. You know? No, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Um now I also want to say uh too um one of our uh Blacktopia sponsors, one of the black sponsors of Blacktopia, uh Coach K in Love and Intimacy one oh one. Uh definitely shout out to, to her. Definitely shout out to them. Coach uh, K That's my girl, yo. <laughs> yes, true indeed. Uh, you know, definitely check out her services for everybody that's listening. Um, and how did you how did you link up with her? Like, how did you uh, how that come about? She's got a what well, we we know people, and her people end up seeing me to open mic and like my music, and then like the connection, and then they were like, "Oh, you need to meet her. She's got an intimate apparel line." And I'm like, "Okay." And um, we were at some of the same expos as vendors because I'll be vendoring for my dessert treats and as well as the music. So I will always see her there. And she was like, Kula, I really need you for this erotic showcase. And I was like, you had me at erotic, <laughs> you know, you know, it gives me, and now I get to bring out the kinky uh, side, 
where people think, oh, she just go in, she spit, she all hard. I'm like, nope. I got a couple of tricks on my sleeve, and I get to put, um, you know, some fishnets on it, some heels and a mask and a corset and be extra. And anything I do is extra. So be it extra aggressive, extra funny, extra snarky, or extra sexy. And uh, I was able to, um, she saw me at another erotic event, and I performed for Arthur Stacey Thomas. Shout out to her. And uh, Kenya was there, and she was selling her apparel. And then we linked and seen each other in passing, and that's when she was like, look, I need you to perform. And I was like, all right, I got you. And um, we had some bumps in the road to get to her performance, her event. But I I was like, look, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to perform for you whether you have this event. Now, three months, nine months, let me know the date and time, and I'm there. And I showed up, and it was a real cute event that she pulled together. I can't wait till the next one because I got a real naughty outfit for the next one. But um, she challenged me. I wrote two songs, like brand-new joints, just for her for that event. And I got to perform them, and the crowd ate it up. So now because of that event, I got to add something sexy and fun and kinky to my repertoire. And people got to see me in a whole different light. So that was that was really good for me. Oh yes, good, good. Definitely, definitely. Um Oh yeah, oh, I wanna ask you this, uh just out the blue. What do you think about cannabis? Not the not smoking it. I'm talking about the artist. <laughs> the no, cannabis. I don't. I don't. Okay, well wait a minute, why 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 not? So because I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, he don't do nothing for me. So I'm not going to spend time listening to people that don't really do anything for me. So I don't. Plus he tried to come for M A. M ate his ass up and that was enough. Well, well <laughs> the reason I asked though, is because when, <laughs> when cannabis first came out, you know, before, you know, like cannabis kind of was like, like a black M&M. So to speak, you know. Uh, Not no. You don't. You don't think nope. so? I, thought, <laughs> I, I am heavily. Like I'm heavily Eminem biased. Heavily. I mean, okay. If he never dissed Eminem, would you? Would you have thought that? Because I thought that was. I thought that was. He. I felt like cannabis was like a like a like a black Eminem. <laughs> you know. Uh, nope. At the at the time now now he's he's is always oh, he's, he's he's weird he's weird now he's a weird crazy he was uh, always weird <laughs> you can't be, weird. be not weird and then all of a sudden weird he's always he was always weird well I mean he M was, was coloring the always logo. weird nah he, he I, I don't <laughs> unconvincing I, I, like like I said I am heavily Eminem biased so. When there's rappers that try to comfort him, I'd be like, they're canceled. I don't really feel like like Machine Gun Kelly. Boy, bye. Sit down. You know, like when Murder, mm-hmm. Inc. tried to come for, from Eminem. I was like, sit down. Like, li- li- like, why? You just want career suicide. That's okay. Jump off the bridge, boo. Jump off. So you don't think, like, okay, what about Hobson? I do like Hobson. But I feel like he's... So you like- he's, he's 
I feel like he's in his own realm. So you like Hobson, but you don't like cannabis. <laughs> what? Only because cannabis is him and him. Don't mess with my uh, boo. That's my boo. Don't mess with him. <laughs> That's my boo. Right. Like, people feel the same way about Jay. You know, like, there's diehard Jay-Z fans that don't think he can do anything wrong. I'm that way. Um, Eminem could kick a baby, and I'd be like, well, the baby was in his way. Like, move. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. Yeah, yeah, but you've never heard 2000 BC, have you? The, the album, not at all. Yes, and 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 you know, there's some people that can give him a run for his money. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to acknowledge those people. And I do. I just I love who I love, and I love him. Definitely, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, <laughs> and I want someone to be like that for me one day. Be like, "Fuck that!" Can't nobody fuck a cool Levon Seal. And and to me, if I keep speaking this way, the way I do, somebody is going to be that adamant about me one day that they be like, "Well, what about nope, nope, cool Levon Seal, the best ever." And you know, I want I want to feel that way. I want somebody to feel that way about me too. Oh yes. Speaking of people feeling that way about you, who who would you say is mostly your fan base? Like when you do shows, uh, who's who's usually supporting you? Women. How would you describe it? women? It's women. Women. My my biggest support people that come to see me are are women. They might have to drag they do with them, you know, and that's kind of how I like I get sub demographics from the women that listen to my music, then the sub demographic might be their dude, the their kids' fathers, uh, their kids or their friends. But it, it starts with that demographic of, of women first. So those those women are my biggest support system. They they buy the T shirts and they buy the merch. Now of course I have a nice um support system of other hip hop artists. And they happen to be, you know, more male based, but it, it the women go hard, and and those are my biggest supporters. Shout out oh, to my yeah. queens. Okay, okay. Um, and I got two other questions too, and then I'm gonna pass to Mike or see who else wants because we don't have any new callers in right now. Um, I wanted to. Uh, I know you. I know you also act. You've been in some plays and things like that. Uh, you also acted in the the homosexual short film as well. Yeah, that was nice. That was fun. Now, um, I have I have a project that is actually voice acting though. I have a project called, and it's not any cartoons with it. It's just kind of as a podcast. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you more about it. It's called Yesterday Night Taped, and. Uh, Basically, you know, when you hear skits on albums, you know, it has like the ambient noise and it. Well, basically, it's a sketch comedy show, but it, it's uh, it's, uh-huh. a, it's all audio, and it's pieced together, cut and paste and things like that. It has ba- it has ambient noise and sound effects and things like that, so it creates the scene. I've listened to it a couple of times. Oh, so you, so you oh so you heard yesterday night day? <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. uh, well yesterday night. The uh, the season premiere, we had you as the 
their air quotes musical guest, <laughs> he played the song pretty much in during the intermission. And the first episode, that was what people liked about uh, not not to put a crew down. You know, we that was our first episode. We just pieced this together. Uh, I picked yeah. that song because it was humor. <laughs> that was the highlight of the first episode of Yesterday Night Tapes. Uh, is the homosexual song like all the people that listen to it? They're like, I like this skit, that skit, that skit was cool, but homosexual though. That and they, a lot of people thought that I was a part of the <laughs> like one of the sketches. And I was like, no, yeah, that's just one of the artists. In the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, well, the reason well, I, I felt like that it, up, it needed a, I felt like it needed a skit to bring it to life. Yeah. Like me literally yeah. sitting with my homegirl and be like, uh, I need to bring some shit to your attention, girl. Like this Negro been around a lot, you know, like I see a lot of his stuff around your house. Like, I think you might, and it, it's a real life that, that conversation happened in real life. And it was only like, and I remember Daylight used to do a lot of skits in their music, right? Mm-hmm. When Three Feet High and Rising came out, Daisy Age, when they was doing their music. Daylight used to do a lot of funny skits in their albums, and that was like the inspiration for Hobosexual. I wanted to bring it to life. So you hear the kids in the background. You see us sitting at the park and sitting on the bench. Our kids just running around, and we we chopping it up with my homegirl and and just keeping it a buck with her like, yo, bitch. I think you got a Hobosexual. She's like, what? I hope, yes, girl, a whole hobosexual in your house. And she'd be like, nope. And then when the video comes on and stuff, shout out to Kevin Jackson for that video phenomenon. You see that me bringing it to her attention, like, um, and I kind of wanted the video to play off of um, the Christmas Carol, like the screw sitting back and looking on from the outside and getting, getting, you know, getting her home girl to see from the outside what is going on in her home. That was kind of the uh, thought process of that short film, you know, slash long ass video. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. play on words. You say long video, nobody want to watch it. You say short film, then everybody want to, you know, watch it. It's still the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's all about perception. Oh, yes, true indeed. Well, <laughs> you know, the reason I brought that up, though, is a segue into this. Uh, uh, we're doing, we're still in the first season for yesterday night tape, and um, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna plan on doing about twelve episodes, twelve, thirteen, forty episodes. And I, I'd love to have you as a guest, ho- a guest host, a guest star, if you if you're able to do it, if you'd like to do it. I would love you to. Know. Thanks. Thanks. Funny. Yes. Yes. Now, what we do, everything's scripted. You know, we we have writers. We write write the sketches out and then we perform them and then we cut and paste and all things like that. So uh, if you have any ideas for anything, you know I could send it over to the writers and they can put it together. If you don't think something's funny, you always can say, okay, well, I don't, you know, I don't feel that or whatever. But that's cool. Uh, we'd love to uh, we'd love to have you because you're uh, just off that musical appearance. Everybody believes you're already a part of the show. <laughs> you know. So. I like my Blacktopia family. Y'all have really embraced me, not just as an artist, 
but just Kula as the person wanting to be like, hey, Kula, how's your day? Uh, it's Monday, Monday, you know, Monday, Monday. I, you know, I felt like dropping get the bag in the group this morning, you know, on Monday, but I didn't. But um, it's just <laughs> like now I'm getting to know the Blacktopia as like friends, not fans. So it's it's really cool how I've been embraced in, in Blacktopia. I like it. Yes, yes. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you do. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely love to have you a part of the, uh, you know, the, you know, different other project stuff. So uh, yeah, sometime this, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get that piece together sometime very, very soon. Because I'd, I'd love to have you on yesterday night tape as a, as a guest uh, host, guest guest star. Awesome. Yeah. I would love to. Definitely. JT, I know I. Uh, the mic the most towards Did the JT fall asleep on me? JT, you still nah, with bro, us? I'm definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely give you your just due, man. I mean, I, I, you know, I had my time, so definitely, man, we co-hosting this thing, quarterbacking this thing, so definitely giving you your yeah. opportunity to get those things in, and uh, uh, without a doubt, my platform as well on Big Blue Radio, I have uh, shows on there that I'd love to get you on and schedule you on for the interviews as well as a couple of other platforms that I have as well that I want to get you on. So we definitely going to talk and schedule up some things after the show. Yes, I would love to. I'm going to hop all in y'all inboxes because I need to uh, plug in with a couple of people that called in. Definitely Miss May because Miss May, she did, almost took y'all show, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I would definitely connect with I was May. like, go ahead, Miss May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that chick shit. That's what we do. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, so hey, you good. gotta get it. You gotta get in when you fit in. Because if you don't, then somebody else gonna get it. Facts, big all time facts, right there. So yeah. Oh yeah. So now, um, what what plans do you have for the? Uh, well, actually, you know what? What do you see yourself in the next five years? You have like a five-year plan or long, like a longer-term plan? No, I don't necessarily do five-year plans. I kind of do, like, months at a time. Like, in, in this quarter, I want to do this. In this quarter, I'm going to do this. And each quarter is just going to prepare me for that next year and the year after that. I feel like if I do five-year plans, I stress myself out because I feel like I need to meet deadlines. And I don't think God wants me to have deadlines. Because um, that means I'm taking over what he's supposed to be doing by setting myself on a deadline. You know what I'm saying? Like he'd be like, "Look, I got this. You don't need no damn deadline. Let me let me do this. You just work on what you need to do for today, and then tomorrow, and then the day after tomorrow. Let me worry about your deadlines. I got this. So I don't want to step on his toe, you know. So I don't have any deadlines because the EP didn't have a deadline. The Music videos, I had a deadline, and here come the corona. So it's no point in making deadlines because if you can't meet them, you frustrate yourself. You get all the anxiety and pressure. Then you feel like you should quit because you didn't meet what you thought was the right time. I'm a very impatient person. Team Aries, shout out. So as an Aries, I'm a control freak that's impatient. So if I was to be like, nope, my video needs to come out now, right now, right now, I didn't sit in the pocket with it and think about how I wanted my video treatment to be because I was rushing and trying to figure like I needed a deadline. Um, 
so no, I don't do two year, three year deadlines. I do have a vision board. I do have positive affirmations. I do like to look at things in a quarterly thing because, you know, that's when you get your royalties. You get them every quarterly. So it's like I want more royalties next quarter. So so in this pocket, I'm going to be like, Jonathan, what we need to do in this quarter? So when my, you know, quarterly statement comes in from ASCAP and, and all the other people, then I know I'm, my money speaks for itself because I'm making more money, then that means I'm doing better. That's why I kind of like to look at things in like a three-month block. But that's just, just as far as it goes for me to be putting a time stamp on stuff. When it's, it's ready when it's ready. Oh, yes, true indeed. Definitely. Yeah. All right, we only have a, only have a few minutes left. Uh, JT, I'll let you uh, have the floor for a bit, and then we got to, you know, Kula definitely made it uh, epic, and she dropped a lot of wisdom and gems tonight. So um, if you wasn't here live, you didn't listen to it live, you listening to the podcast, uh, you, you made a great decision because you got a lot of, of dope insight, uh, you know what I'm saying, on Kula. And if, if you don't know, if you ain't listening to the music, you need to go listen to it. You need to go check out to see what's going on right now. Um, and, and stay tuned because she ain't done. She ain't even got started yet. So understand Not even. Um, um, and there are great things still to come. Ain't no pandemic. Ain't no craziness in Washington. Ain't none of that going to stop, you know what I'm saying, what she got going on. So understand this. When we come through and we get through all of this, be ready for her because she's coming. You know what I'm saying? It ain't Missy Elliott. Cool. I believe that. Um, it's been an honor and a pleasure interviewing you. And I, you know, I just appreciate your insight. I appreciate you as well. Oh, sexy Barry White in the cut voice, making me feel all warm and mushy. And I especially appreciate you, Jay, for being hardworking, diligent, focused. It's um, it's very refreshing to work with somebody that's not on some bullshit. Um, I take what I do very seriously. I take my money very seriously. So for you to be professional and goal-oriented and motivated with my product and not pussyfoot around or, or make light of it and take me seriously as a business person, um, not hit on me, not, you know, try to push up on me and do some dude shit. You know, I really appreciate all the professionalism you have ex- ex- you have extended to me. Any artist out there that just happened to be of estrogen descent, you want to work with somebody where you don't feel like you you got to worry about um, you know the sexism and all that. I would definitely recommend them to you because you make me feel like I definitely have a safe place with you and I can grow and flourish without that feeling of um, apprehension. You know, that sometimes we as female artists have to deal with when we work with men. We just need them. We just need you to work. We, You know, we might be attracted. Well, we don't need you pushing up on us or I could do this where you is. No, Negro, do your job and stop, <laughs> you know, looking at me like that. Yeah. I really appreciate you never came off that way. And I just want to commend you for that. I will try my best to push any artist your way because um, you, you definitely exceeded my expectations. Definitely. That that makes you feel good. I 
hey, I, I'm, I'm proud. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm, I'm just proud. I'm, I'm glad. That's, that's how, that's my business model. I, uh, I don't, you know, I roll how I roll. I, I, I want the money. You know what I'm I want the, I want the, um, I want my business to uh, have a good reputation. You know, and I'm, and plus I walk with integrity too. So it, you know, it's easy. You know, it's easy to get the work done. Right and, and yes, yes. <laughs> Actually, one of my ex-girlfriends was a former client of mine, <laughs> and it did not go well. <laughs> All right, let's keep the compliment rolling. Let's not go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that, yeah, so that, that yeah, I, yeah, I, I learned that, yeah, and you know. <laughs> but, right, shoot uh, your own self in the foot. Calm down. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, definitely cool, Von Seal. Thank you again, JT. Thank you for helping me put this, you know, co-hosting and moderating. And uh, we got a lot more things coming up. Um, you know, uh, you don't have to go home, but you got to get off this thing. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Mm-hmm.